0: This is the Stripped Down Podcast with Hollywood mom, celebrity stylist, and Bravo reality TV star Ali Levine. Joining with her weekly as
1: Ali dishes on all things motherhood, the real, the raw, and everything in between. Buckle up, it's about to get real. Here's Ali. Hi
0: loves, welcome back to Stripped Down. I'm really excited today because I have this amazing content creator on the line with me. She's a blogger. She's all over social media. She's also a friend. She's just got like incredible content and just like really killing it out there in the social space. Adelana Adich, how are you love?
1: I'm good. How are you, Allie? How's it going?
0: Good. You know, crazy mom life, but everything's good. You know, had to get my nap. uh, It's time down to get you on, but here we are. So I'm so happy to have you on Strip Down. You were on our other podcast, Things Were Too Easy to Blog About, and everybody loved you. So I knew I had to have you back for mine. And as you know, Strip Down is a little bit more real and raw. So I'm excited just to like, chat and have my audience get to know you at this little
1: more you know real raw level I love it I'm all about being real raw you know I like to keep it very sassy I always give my honest opinion on things online which is a little controversial these days I feel like everyone (laughs) wants everyone is saying oh do you really want to tell the truth about this because someone's going to throw a defamation like legal issue at you I'm like everything is defamation if you don't like something Right. Everyone is going to have a problem with it. So it's hard to be honest, but I'm really doing my best no, to be honest you. and you also not. More honesty. You know, it's like, know. honestly, especially with
0: me being a new mom, and I've told you this offline, but it's like I have a really hard time now with the BS and the constant fluff and the filters because, like, I can't. Well, you don't always... have time for it. Right. I don't have time for you it. Don't I don't have can't... time for it. Yeah. 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 So it's like, right. you know, it's just like, it's so like, so refreshing when someone like you has a, such a huge following, amazing content creation, blogger, the whole things. Like it's so nice. I watch your stories all the time and it's so nice that you're so refreshingly honest and you're so like real about what you share and you don't care really about the backfire and being transparent. So can you like talk a little bit about that? And like, has that always been you? Like, have you found more of a voice with your social? Like, I would love to kind of hear about that.
1: I think that that is really what distinguishes me from everybody else because there are so many people doing the exact same thing online. And originally when I started, I was trying to get on PR lists and I was trying to get on brands good sides. And now after doing this for almost seven years, I really could care less if a brand likes me or not. If you are not a fan of me because I don't like your mascara or your lipstick formulation, that's not on me. That's on you. And I can't like every single product. And I've really found that most people do agree with the opinions that I have about products in particular. And then sometimes I'll get into other things. I've really been exploring this world of body contouring, talking about um, some of those methods that you can do in medical spas because I love being a human guinea pig. And I've been very honest about a lot of those experiences. And of course, some of those brands don't like when I say that it's painful, but. Realistically, as a consumer, you should know that if you go into something and you expect it to be this painless, easy process, that's not fair to you to go in there thinking that and no one told you that it was going to be painful. So for me personally, I find it best to be honest and just tell you my experience. There's no BS. There's nothing fluffy about it. It's just I went in, I got this done. It worked really well, but um, it was painful. So, you know, expect that pain from this experience. And I think that's the same thing with everything. I just really want people to know the perspective I had. And I don't want to fluff it up. And I don't want a brand to pay me to tell you that it was the most amazing thing ever. If in fact, it actually (laughs) sucks, you know, because I'm the trust of people who have spent this time with me over the last seven years. And some people have been with me from the very beginning. And a lot of people are joining me now. And it's just not something that I ever want to do. I don't want to lie to anyone to put an extra paycheck under my belt because that's for me, that's not what it's about. I want to build the brand so I can later down the road, basically do something else with that audience and hopefully have my own business. And if I've built it on lies, I can't do anything with that. You know,
0: Right. Absolutely. And I completely agree with you. And I think you and I are both in that very same space of transparency, like same with me. It's like a million people reach out to me between fashion and beauty. And then of course, so many mom products and there's so much out there and it's like, good for you. Like, that's great. Everyone has to make a living, but I tell all of them, like they want to pay me up front and I'm like, send me the product first. Let me test it. Let me try it. Let me fall in love with it. Let me see how my daughter likes it. And like, then let's talk about a partnership. Don't just like throw cash because you can, because don't get me wrong, I'd love that to be able to pay my bills and everything else. But like I agree with you. It's like when your audience knows you're being transparent, when your audience knows that you are truly behind it and you truly like it or don't like it or whatever it may be, they believe you because they see it versus just posting whatever to post, which is kind of where social media has become.
1: I know, and that's the thing that I really am sad about in terms of influencers because when you and I started this a long time ago, I mean, their influencers and bloggers were not really a thing. It was not a field that people would go into. And now we've got people, you know, graduating, leaving college, wanting to do this, not understanding how much work it is to actually manage this because it is managing a business. But also we've turned into these celebrity endorsements because you know that Jennifer Garner And like all of those celebrities are not using the products that they're actually doing commercials for. They're probably using something totally different. And I feel like influencers started as people who had an opinion. They shared their honest opinion. People trusted them. And then long term, they were able to get these amazing deals with the brands that they actually love. And now we've gone to influencers basically being the same thing as celebrity endorsements. I have a hard time knowing who actually likes what online, to be honest. And you see these girls who post XYZ brand and you see this consistency and then all of a sudden, you know, Walmart pops up. And I'm like, you haven't been posting about Walmart or vice versa. They have this high end deal that just doesn't really make sense. Or my favorite, which I know I've mentioned to you before, is when a fashion blogger is fashion, fashion, fashion. And then all of a sudden she's got Oreos (laughs) or Cheetos or something totally random. And it's just, it doesn't make sense for the feed. If it were more lifestyle and food and not just fashion, 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 you know, this is the latest shoe trend or this is on sale today, it it would make more sense. But because they're just fashion, it's very, very strange when I see things that just don't make sense. So I can really tell who's taking money wherever they can get it. And they have a rep in the industry. You know, a lot of brands don't want to work with people who have worked with specific brands knowing that they'll take anything. So there is kind of a fine line because you are ruining the chances long term of working with other people. But for me, it doesn't matter. I don't want anyone to DM me and tell me that's so strange that you posted about this. I've never seen you talk about it. I've never heard you talk about it. You know, because people do um, I also watch your stories in Stockholm, but people do watch my stories, and they can tell what's around me in the background, and even though I don't even realize like, "Oh, I had like a random thing behind me," people will still see that. It's very strange, but people are very perceptive, and I think consumers have gotten a lot smarter. They don't just want to be sold to like an old-school billboard. They actually want to see you using it in order to trust you. So if you just come out of left fields with some random things, they're not going to believe it.
0: Right. Absolutely. And and that's such a good point. And it's like, think about it like in real life, right? Like if if you talk about certain things and then all of a sudden, like you share something completely not you to your friends, your friends are going to be like, well, why are you talking about that? Like, you don't usually talk about right. that. They're not usually into that. They may not call you out in the same way they do with social media, but it's like the same, similar thing. You have to kind of think about your audience, which I think you're really good about. And like looking at them as like their community and their friends and their people that trust you and actually talk to you and therefore you engage with them and you share the realness and you're honest with them and you're not just posting whatever. And I think that is truly what sets you apart versus so many other influencers who do have massive followings like yourself, but literally just post anything just to make a quick buck. And it's like, listen, no shade, we all get it. We all have bills to pay. But I agree with you. The difference in an influence, I think, and like actual like influence and empowering is when you choose to actually give them that knowledge, actually, you know, back it with like why you love it. You're actually using it like you can speak to it. It's not just, oh, hey, I'm posting this just because.
1: Right, exactly. There's got to be a reason and you've got to be passionate about it. I think that's the biggest thing. We can all make a lot of money taking all these random deals, but is at the end of the day, what are you gaining from it? And what is your audience gaining from it? If anything, at that point, I feel like no one will be seeing your post. So who are you really influencing?
0: Right. Exactly. Who are you really influencing? Yeah. So can you tell a little bit about, I want you to go a little bit backwards and tell a little bit about your backstory of how you became an influencer because you were not someone who was just an influencer and you also didn't set out to be an influencer. So I would love for you to kind of share that since you are a very, you know, well-known in the social media space. And I think people that don't know, you probably just look at you and go, Oh, you know, she's the blah, blah, blah on social media. I would like people to get to know like who Adaletta is and kind of like where you started.
1: I started blogging back at the end of 2012 beginning of 2013 because it was a senior college project. So, essentially I was forced into writing 10 blog posts about one specific topic and back then I was very into music and the electronic dance music scene. So, the professor just said 10 blog posts, create a blog I'm not helping you with any of this. You have to set it up on your own and you have to write these posts and you have to write them kind of, you know, a few days apart because that's part of being this online writer. You want to have some kind of consistency. And so I just wrote about going to electronic dance music events and what to wear. I obviously kept this very PG because my professor was reading it, you know, so I would say, stay hydrated. These are some cute outfits to wear. Here are the events that are happening in the next few weeks. Make sure you buy your tickets before they sell out. So it was just very informative in terms of that scene. And a lot of my friends, I mean, college is very much like a party time. I feel like that's kind of when you get it out of your system, late <laughs> night, all of that. And um, my friends really, really liked the way that I wrote the blog post. They said that it sounded like I was talking to them because they could visualize me saying the, the things that I was writing, they could visualize me basically speaking to them. And that was really important to me because I had seen a lot of blogs and a lot of the people in my class too wrote them in a very professional tone. And I thought that wasn't really that fun because when someone's taking time out of their day, rather than reading a magazine seven years ago, they're going to come to my website and read. So I wanted it to be fun, casual, conversational, nothing like it wasn't standard writing. It wasn't anything like that. It was just me. And I think that's really what got me motivated because once the project was over, my friends kind of said, well, are you going to keep posting? Like, where did your post go? Back then it was like 30 people reading this and my mom. So it was very small, but everyone was very encouraging and just said that I had something with the writing. I should keep writing. And so I just started doing that once I joined and got my really um, long-term corporate job in the travel industry. I started writing about my travels. So I kind of weaved that in pretty organically because I was traveling two, three times a month for business. And I would say, oh, these are the best things to do here. Five restaurants to eat at here. And it started kind of being more of that lifestyle theme. But I'd always loved beauty. And beauty was one of my biggest obsessions, probably the reason I was always broke back in college. (laughs) But I used to spend hundreds of dollars a month at Old Town Sephora. And that's kind of where I was started being just honest. And I would say, this eyeshadow palette is really good. Pigmentation is awesome. This eyeshadow palette, not so great. And so it started to take off when I did the beauty because back then I was just posting flat lays of beauty products. And being a college student, a lot of other college students were interested in what my thoughts were on it. And also not all of us had a lot of money back then. And like I said, that's why I spent most of mine on makeup and I never really bought myself new clothes. It was just new makeup because I wanted to test it out. And so that's when I really started gaining trust from an audience because I would say, this is good, this is bad. And after a couple years, I decided and realized that posts that actually had me in them did a lot better. So I started to include fashion, so now it's got everything. It's basically the travel, the beauty, and the fashion. I think the fashion has kind of taken a front seat because people really do want to see people in photos. They don't want to just see a blush sitting on my counter. I still like to do those photos here and there, but I have to include a lot of beauty products in a flat lay. It can't just be just one or two. And yeah, so I feel like it's just started to take on whatever else was going on in my life. And now I'm weaving in like home stuff because we bought a house in January. So there's that yes, element. So it really is. That. That's like, thank you. So yeah, we've just kind of weaved in everything that I want to share online throughout the process. And I think, The difference today, too, is that when you start and if you're brand new, you really have to focus on one thing versus all the things because you've got to get people interested in some capacity on a very specific thing that you're good at. And then you keep adding on more and more once you've built that main audience. And I think the best advice that I've ever heard from someone is the fact that you really only need a thousand true fans, whatever business it is. Whatever you know, network you've created, whatever product you're selling, if you have a thousand people who will love you and buy from you, you don't really need more than that. You know, of course, we all want to make millions and we want to build these huge empires, but a thousand people will always keep you in business, and that was really important to me, which is why I respond to all comments, um, I respond to direct messages as long as they're not like really weird or creepy or super oh, rude, I mean, I and I, I really think that like working with the audience you have is something that most people are missing because everyone just wants more followers, but you're not really engaging with them. So what good are they like you need to engage with the people who already follow you, because those people came to you for a reason. And I think that's where a lot of people in our industry really forget that.
0: Yeah, I completely agree with you and couldn't like, you know, like echo that more because same with me like I'm obviously super busy too and I still find time to go through and answer dms it may take me a few days longer than my normal but like I go through and I respond and I answer people and I comment and I try to write back to every comment on my posts and you know and try to make sure like I'm actually engaging and keeping that
1: audience that truly chooses to follow me so I completely agree with you Right. I think that really, truly, that's the biggest thing people are missing. Because yeah, everyone's just focused on please follow me new followers. Yay. But what good are they if you're never you're not even responding to the people who are already following you. So why are you trying to get a bigger audience when you can't even maintain the one you have? Right,
0: exactly. 100%. It's like, I know, you're
1: really good at that. You're really good at responding to people. You're really good at responding to DMs. Like I see you responding on your comments, which I know I've told you this before, probably offline, but I don't like when I see 300 comments and there is no response from the person. It's like, why are all these people here? And why do they keep commenting? You know, because at some point they're going to get bored and go somewhere else to someone who is actually engaging with them.
0: Exactly. And I think that that's, you know, a really true statement. And it's like, just think about it, obviously, again, in everyday life, maybe you may not see all those people, but if you were to see them out somewhere and they said something to you, you would respond right? So why is it different on social media? Like, why is there this ego? And I would like to know your perspective on that.
1: I don't know. I think maybe some of them are really busy. I do understand some girls get super crazy busy. I get it. And when I travel, I get really behind, but I always catch up at some point because for me, having a message or an email from someone who is following and has questions, It's kind of like a to-do for me. It's the same as if a brand reached out to me asking for a partnership or if there was like any business email, it's the same thing for me. It is part of my job to respond because I'm not a celebrity. I am not a musician. You know, we don't have these millions and millions of people following us where we literally cannot respond. We have the ability to respond to just a few hundred people here and there. I just don't think that it's that big of a deal, but also, again, this comes back to this question of who are you really influencing if you're not even responding to the people who are asking you for a link to your t-shirt or asking for a link to your sunglasses? I mean, why wouldn't you respond to them? That's a business opportunity. So I really do think that people do get overwhelmed. And then maybe some of the influencers that I've even personally messaged that I've never gotten a response from ever over four or five years, they just don't respond to certain people. I think they look through And maybe, you know how you can go into requests, they probably read everything, but they don't want to respond to it for whatever reason. I do believe that there is an element of that where they're like, ah, probably not as, you know, not worth my time to respond to this person. And I think that that is really sad. I feel like everyone deserves a response and it really does get grind my gears when it is another influencer. And I'm like, I know you know that I also do this, why wouldn't you respond? You know, it's just, let's talk about the business. Like we're in the same business doing like the same thing. Like, why wouldn't you respond? Like what, what's the deal? You know? Yeah. That's where I I think maybe they are busy. I don't know.
0: Right, yeah, yeah. And it's like, let's just let's just support, like I'm, like you just said, I it. Know, yeah, fitness. like you want to You have a question. You're writing me, like let's just talk. Why is it like a thing, you know? So I completely agree with you, and I've told you this, like offline, that like I feel very fortunate since becoming a mom, and even when I got pregnant, like the support and the mom tribe on social is so real, and there's like real support there, and like real engagement, and people really want to like uplift you and I'm like that's what social media was created for like this shouldn't just exist in the mom world like it should exist all over
1: right I think it should definitely be a two-way street the reason we wanted and the reason that social media has grown is because people want to talk to other people whether you know them or not but I think there is this element that where it becomes a one-way street because some people are just not really responding and maybe they want to be you know, viewed as more of a celebrity, someone who doesn't get to their messages. I don't know what it is, to be honest. The only thing I can chalk it up to is busy and just never gets through the messages. And so it just starts to pile on, pile on, pile on to the point where it's so overwhelming. They just don't even check it anymore. That's the only thing that I can realistically say, maybe, but Honestly, how many messages could they be getting to the point where they can't respond? You know, there's people who have like 1.5 million plus, And I'm like, I know they're getting a lot of messages, but they're still responding. Right. So I don't know. I, I don't, I really, I, I don't know what the, what the deal is with some, some of the people in the space, but I do wish that more responded because it is part of your job. Like this is what you do all day, especially if that's all you do. I mean, you're a mom, you're dealing with multiple businesses, you've got podcasts. I mean, you have so many endeavors that you're working on at all times of the day. So for a fashion blogger that I know doesn't have anything else going on, like business wise (laughs) I'm just like, what are you doing with your time if you're not responding to the people who are paying your bills? Right. Realistically, that is what it is. So for me, I'm just like, I don't understand. Like you've got to respond to people. Yeah, And I also don't know how you do everything that you do. I have no idea. I was telling my friend the other day, I I don't know how moms are moms. You've got like multiple things. Like I just don't understand. I I can barely like get my shoes on in the morning and I'm I'm not a parent. And I'm like focusing really only on social media and content creation. And I'm like, I don't understand how you do everything. It's incredible.
0: Oh, thank you. That means a lot to me. Well, I mean, listen, I honestly believe that when Amelia Ray came, like the universe really kind of like put me in this like pause, you know, if you will, and was like, you're going to get present real fast and you're going to like figure this out and learn to let go. And honestly, like that's something I'm still learning is like the art of letting go and like really like laser focusing on like what needs to be done right now versus like what can wait. And everything obviously always feels like priority, right? But no matter what, there's still priorities that like, over go other ones so it's like I have to constantly get really you know like strong about like okay this is going to happen and then this isn't like perfect example we were supposed to podcast last week and I had a bunch of things come up things are going on with Amelia she's obviously my first priority I had other work things come up that were like very very pressing and I had to move you to this week and it you know worked out fine but it's like I'm learning more and more that that's kind of what life is especially as a mom and the more you kind of Allow things to just kind of happen and go with the flow, but still prioritize the better things are instead of trying to fight it. And that's been like my biggest lesson in
1: all this is like constantly trying to
0: fight everything. It just doesn't work.
1: Right. I think my biggest problem is prioritizing things because I know that my priorities are sometimes out of whack. And I've just gotten to the point in the last three months where I realized my health is probably my most important priority. So I've just been you know, if people want to schedule something and they tell me the only time is during my time to work out, I've been saying no, where normally I would always take the business call over the workout. Now I'm like, Nope, not available that time. So I'm I'm slowly starting to learn that some things are more important than others. But it is hard because I'm sure you're the same way we get stuck on our laptops and you're like, Oh my gosh, it's like five o'clock. I haven't eaten anything today. I need to have like a glass of water. You know, <laughs> the day just gets away from you. It's crazy.
0: It is, and and I think being entrepreneurs, right, and that we work from home and everything we do is like you know, you don't realize that you do get consumed and maybe you don't even get outside because you're on your laptop all day and on your phone and this and that. And I have so many moments of that. And I truly feel grateful for having Amelia because she literally puts me into a reality check like immediately and grounds me and is like, okay, mom, it's not that important. I'm having a little meltdown right now because I need your attention. And it immediately like makes me shift my focus and go, okay, you know what? Today's been crazy. I need to get outside. Or you know what? I need to sit with her while she has lunch and eat my lunch and actually like pay attention. And so I do believe, you know, it's good that you're realizing now you have to start prioritizing. But even for me, I slowly started getting sad right before I got pregnant. And then once I had her, it was like, boom, time to surrender, mama. You know, like, it's it's so different, you know, and it just changes your perspective. It truly does. So it's good that you're, you know, starting to recognize it now because it's not easy. And I think, too, like, whereas obviously if you're in the corporate office or you have a job you go to, like, that's great, but you're kind of given like a routine and you're kind of given a schedule. Us as entrepreneurs, I feel like a lot of times sometimes I wake up and I'm like, okay, what should I do first? Should I do the blog? Should I check the podcast? Like if there's so many different things to check and I feel grateful to have all these different avenues and platforms, but I also feel truly overwhelmed all the time, which I wanted to ask you about because you do have a YouTube, you have your blog, you have your Instagram, like you have all these things. How do you handle not feeling overwhelmed or do you get overwhelmed? Yes.
1: Yeah, so I am pretty overwhelmed all the time. I kind of, I went back into YouTube mode and I told myself I do two videos a week and I mean it was easy for the first like three, four weeks and then it just really got hard as I started to travel because then I would have to plan all these videos and I really like stuff to be in the moment and as I'm traveling I do a travel vlog, you know, a few days after I was there or you know, I did a new makeup routine. Like I want it to be updated. I don't want things, I don't want content to be old and I've noticed some of the og youtubers who are creating a lot of content they're doing this in a very batch processed way so they're doing like four videos a day and then they have content for the next three four weeks depending on how often they post and i think that works but there's something about me where i like things to be fresh and i don't want a video that i filmed two months ago to go live tomorrow There's something about that that just bothers me and I don't know what it is and I wish I didn't care about that, but I do. And so I really want content created on the regular because things are different. My face may break out. And if I'm talking about skincare from a month ago and people on stories see that I have a bunch of zits, like it just doesn't make sense. It's kind of like out of alignment. So that's always bothered me and that's where I get overwhelmed because I can't do the batch process with video. And that's the thing that takes the most amount of time, but also we've been trying to do a really good content calendar where I really have to hold myself accountable. You know, Tuesday, Thursday, we're going to have a blog post Wednesday. We'll have a video every other day. I'm posting on pretty much everything else. You know, we've got the pins going a Facebook post. Um, I just created my own Facebook um, community group too, which I really want to be active in and I want to get people. That's cool. Thanks. Like I thought it was a good idea to get people to engage that are not necessarily spending a lot of time on Instagram, because I have found that some of these community groups have so much activity and so many good things that people are talking about in there that makes more relevant conversations happen. So I've been spending a lot of time there, which I didn't really plan to, but I have to, because I really want to see what people are saying. What are their favorite skincare products? What are they using on their face? Like, what is the new, um, you know, procedure or process that they want to know? So there's just so many things going on at all times that it really does get overwhelming. But I would not be able to do everything that I do without the team that I have. There's two women who pretty much work with me every single day. I talk to them more than I talk to my mom. (laughs) I don't know if they're happy about that, but we talk a lot. And one kinda of helps me manage my Instagram, Pinterest, Facebook, um, and blog. So she kinda of helps with a lot of the behind the scenes and responding to things, responding to comments, engaging on my Instagram. And then um Haley is basically my day to day business manager. So she's pitching, doing prospecting, answering emails, and um, she's just looking at more opportunities and things, areas that we can grow while also creating content for me. So it's, the two of them are amazing, and then I also have a developer who works on my website. I have a graphic designer. Um, obviously, you know we got to have the lawyer and the accountant. Um, and I'm trying to think. There's a videographer, photographer, depending on which area code I'm in. So it just gets overwhelming managing a lot of people, but then also relying on people because something you mentioned earlier. I am. I'm not a control freak. And I've had to let go of like the control elements because I can't do everything on my own. But I also have this problem where I want to manage people a certain way, but I also don't want to micromanage and I want them to like get it on their own. And there's this element of like, you really have to train people and get them into this like flow and process for a while until they can run without you. And I'm finally at this point where I feel like with everyone that I'm working with, I'm at that point, if I give them a concept and I'm like, this is what I'm thinking, they can go run with it. I don't need to talk to them 15 times that week to figure out what exactly I'm thinking and what I want. They just get it. And I'm just glad that I'm there because it takes so long to get other people to understand your vision, understand what you're going for and how you want to get there. So it's, it's good. And it's definitely saving me time now that I don't really have that much turnover in terms of who's on my team. But I will say like that beginning process is, it's definitely a lot. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Yeah. Well, and I appreciate you sharing that because again, the behind the scenes that people don't see and they just think, oh, it's just so easy and it's so this and it's so that. And you speak to also like a really good point that like, even if you are a mom or not a mom, it's okay to have help. Like it's really necessary, especially when you're running all different platforms doing different things and so that you don't get overwhelmed. Like I'm having to tell myself, even though maybe I can't always afford the help, I need to sometimes have a mother's helper or have a nanny or babysitter come by because it's so necessary for me to either be able to take a break and get my sanity or be able to delegate and pass something off because I can't do everything. And it's like, I have to release control too. And I never used to look at myself as someone who controlled, but now I realize more and more, I think I kind of do. So I appreciate that you say that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think it's really important to a lot of people think that there's only one of us behind the scenes of all this. And it's like, no, we've got a lot of people who help us, whether it's for advice, whether it's just, you know, talking back and forth, like the support system that we talked about earlier. There's always somebody who helps us. And I think that's where people seem to think that it's one person doing this whole thing. It's like, no, usually not. Right. Sometimes, yes. But usually, I mean, we've got to rely on other people, too.
0: Yeah, exactly. And, and you have to, otherwise like you're going to be overwhelmed and you're going to be crazed and you're not going to realize why you're so crazed. And then you're going to be like, oh my gosh, because I'm doing everything. And it's like, yeah, that's great to think you can do it all. But like truly you, most people cannot do it all. And that I feel like is totally okay and totally
1: human. Right. Right. And that's the thing you know that I brought up earlier too, is that we've got these Kids coming out of high school, and I call them kids because, gosh, every time I go by the local high school down the street from me, I'm like, why do these children look younger and younger and smaller and smaller? I'm like, oh, it's because I'm getting older. (laughs) (laughs) They just look like little babies. I'm like, did I look like that when I was 17? Like, what's going on? Um, But they're just like graduating high school, wanting to be an influencer. And I mean, yes, it looks like this amazing lifestyle where you're going to be on a yacht all day. You're going to be somewhere on a beach enjoying your life. But that's really not real life, even for us. I mean, that trip may happen, but you're not, That's not a, a normal thing. Like you're really spending a lot of time working hard behind the screen and you're not really out there in the world a lot. You've got to get that content and then you've got to work on it behind the scenes. And the other thing too, is that when we all started, we were everything. We were the um, accounts payable. <laughs> we yeah. were the ones sending the invoices. We had to write our own contracts. We were pitching ourselves. We were, you know, negotiating deals. We were creating the content. We were our own photographer. I remember working with like the timer and turning on like the tripod. And I was like, okay, in three seconds, you got to smile to the right to get this thumbnail done. (laughs) Like we have to do all of that. And, you know, now there is this industry and we can get help, but we learned all of that on our own. And I think that's really the difference too. today is that some people are very business minded and they know how to run a business because it is a business. It, this is being an entrepreneur for sure. But some people think that it's just taking a photo of your coffee every day. It's like, no, no, no. That will get boring after a couple, you know, coffee shots. Like you've got to be able to expand and actually do something positive with this social media presence that you have online. There's more to it than just pretty photos and a, like a latte in your hand every day. Like again, it brings us back to this conversation of what is everyone actually influencing about? Like, are you promoting a positive lifestyle? Are you there to make people laugh? Are you there to tell people the truth? Are you there to inspire them? Like, what is the actual goal? And I think we see so many girls who are just taking really cute photos in these cute outfits, holding their latte. And it's like, well, that's great and all, but like, what else is there? You know, because we're so inundated with so much stuff today. I really think that people have to have more of a special offering, something that really sticks people to them because at the end of the day, like we can all post cute outfit photos. We need more, we need more substance in our day to day because our time is so precious and our attention span is literally so, so short. (laughs) Oh, beyond.
0: (laughs) Yeah it's like, you don't realize how much you consume and then how much you just want to turn off and then you're not taking it in. And it's like, yeah. And I agree with you. Like you need to do things to stand out and not just for social, but for you, it's like, what makes you feel good? I think people have lost sight of the things that make them feel good and the things that, you know, they want to post about like, yes, of course it's a business even for me, but I still think about like what am i thinking about today or what do i want to talk about or what's maybe triggering me or what's on my mind and i try to share that not only to release it and get it out for myself but also to open that conversation like you were saying earlier and to get people to actually engage and respond and say what they're thinking too
1: right i think there's something special about that because sometimes i do go on my rants and so many people are like i'm so glad you brought this up i thought it was just me i thought i was crazy but no, I've been seeing this everywhere. Does it actually work? Or, you know, whatever that conversation is. And I think if we're thinking it, and it's something that's valuable to share, we just got to we have to share it because there's so many other people who are likely feeling the same way or thinking about that same thing.
0: Exactly. And like, so for you, you know, being like on my podcast, real and raw, like, do you have a hard time with sharing something and being vulnerable when it comes to social and sharing with your large community?
1: I don't have a problem with being vulnerable. Um, I think some things are hard to share because people don't really understand um, perspectives or they don't have a full story, so they make assumptions. And this is very silly, this is a very minor thing, but um, a couple of days ago, I noticed that my ring finger hand was like looking really tarnished and it looked like bruised and it was like orange and yellow and people, I mean, I shared it because I was like, what is going on with my hand and why is it happening? And people were like legitimately concerned and were like, you need to go to the doctor like immediately. (laughs) I'm like, I'm pretty sure I'm fine. Like maybe the ring just, you know, was a little too tight or whatever. And there was a lot of theories, which is another reason I love social media, because what do you need a doctor for when you have (laughs) 500,000 people telling you their like professional opinion about what is going on with your health? It's so funny. And some people were accurate. Um, They said that I had really low iron. and so. My ring and the fact that I was wearing it while I was pulling weights and doing um, a lot of like CrossFit workouts, they said that it basically just bruised my hand and the pH and lack of iron tarnished the ring. There was some good theories and I got kind of down to the bottom of it. But the interesting thing for me is that some people were like, and this this is not really, like I said, it's not a serious thing because I've gotten much worse. But people were like, why are you wearing such a cheap ring? I'm like, this is my wedding ring. If this Ah! is gonna, like, they thought that it was like tarnished and that I was wearing like a fake gold ring, like cubic zirconia type of situation. I was like, this is literally my wedding ring. And if this is tarnishing, like, I give up on jewelry. Oh my (laughs) god! And (laughs) so many people were saying that they're like, maybe you shouldn't wear like cheap jewelry or like just rude stuff. And it kind of bothered me because I was like, this is literally my wedding ring. So no, that's not the problem. Like it's platinum it should not be tarnishing like obviously there's a bigger issue and so you have this split of people who actually um kind of are more educated who knew there was some kind of ph issue like lack of iron um me obviously wearing the ring like when i'm lifting weights and like folding my hands so obviously there's going to be like swelling there and then people who are just like maybe you shouldn't wear fake jewelry and i'm like what you know you have this like difference and so I've come across this a lot where I've shared my perspective about something and I'm totally fine. If you disagree with whatever I'm saying, that's totally fine. We're all, you know, obligated to have our own opinion. That's fine. But it's the way that you come across. It's either constructive, it's either rude or, you know, there's some sense to it, but it's really about the way that you present information to people. And I think sometimes people just think that, I don't know what it is, but maybe they think we're not real people, but I'm, like i'm just another person you know and the way that they address me just seems like they don't it it, i don't know it's hard to explain it's like the way some people talk to me online i know i know they would never talk to me like that in person right know. it's the same thing with a lack of responses on comments like if someone addresses you in person you would obviously say something back but also at the same time the way people speak to me online i know they would never say that to my face so why are they saying it online so it's kind of interesting being vulnerable. And for the most part, I usually have a really positive response. But sometimes there's just people who don't understand or they don't get why it's not a good thing to present information in such a way. And so I think it's just maybe it's different backgrounds. Maybe you're raised differently. And, you know, telling someone that they don't look so good in something is okay. I, right. I don't know. But it's, it's interesting. There's yeah, definitely yeah. like a huge divide. Yeah, well, and I think it's
0: good to share that because, you know, it is true that uh, same with me people will say some things or whatever and especially like after having a baby like my body's not you know the way I thought it would be and this and that and the whole thing and when people say certain things I'm like oh my gosh and I've had to tell myself like you know what just because they say it first off doesn't mean it means anything and secondly like you kind of sign up for this right like this is your life and you're sharing it and even right. though you asked to have certain things said to you that are maybe harsh or whatever it's like this is your life and you signed up for this vulnerability and sharing everything. So it's kind of like, well, I kind of have to expect this to a point, um, you know, and everything. So it's just, it's very interesting, but I like what you said about being vulnerable and how, you know, you just choose to share. And if that doesn't work for them, then, you know, so be it. And hopefully overall the response is positive. And I think that's all you can really hope for and, you know, um, want out of all that. So as an influencer, like what else would you want to share? Maybe even, especially with like my moms or moms to be about like the space, because I've told you this offline, but like, as you know, I went through pretty heavy postpartum depression and I had a very hard time with social media and I had to sign off for quite a bit because I pretty much just couldn't take between the comments and the fakeness and the fluff and the, this and that. What would you maybe give as advice as someone who does like live in this life pretty much 24 seven?
1: I think the biggest thing that I've noticed, especially with moms too is that there is this culture of shaming across the board and people really want to ha- like tell you exactly how you should live your life. And so the biggest thing with social media is really just not to live life for social media because there are people who have seriously I'm serious about this alley. They've admitted to me that they've had babies. For Instagram, so they can move into the mom space, and I'm like, okay, well, my priorities aren't as bad as yours, right? That was crazy to hear from someone because you know the fashion and beauty space is so inundated. They're like, well, if I move into the mom space, I'll be one of the only ones, and I was like, oh my goodness, yeah, that's, that's bananas. Crazy. Definitely don't live your
0: life for for Instagram. That is for no, sure. No, yeah. no,
1: absolutely not. I think that's the biggest takeaway is. If someone doesn't make you feel good when you leave their content, unfollow. If someone makes you question yourself in any way, unfollow. If someone wants to tell you how to live your life, unfollow. Block. Yeah. You know, like, Great. Right. Unfollow. No period. You, yeah. yeah. Like end of story. Because the, I honestly see this so often, especially with some new moms. Like some of my really good friends who just became moms this year. Um, just like you. I mean. You're very new to it too. And so I see so many comments on there that are like, how could you do this? How could you do that? I would never use this brand. This brand did this. And I'm like, let people live. Like, we can all make our own decisions. Like, we don't need to be ashamed about every decision we make every single day. And I think there is a lot of that just happening on social media because you are sharing that life. But at the point where people are just aggressive about it, is where I just kind of like, oh, no, nope. just got to ignore this person because they're on a rampage. They're a little crazy. They just want to push their beliefs and thoughts on you, no matter yeah. what it is. And I really feel that when I see my friends who are just like trying to understand mom life, when that people are like, you should never use that formula. You should breastfeed for X amount of time. Like that's shaming. I just can't stand. So I think my biggest takeaway is just live life for yourself and do not like take advice from people, give advice as you see fit. But do not let other people make you feel bad about your decisions that you have consciously made because you did your own research or you're just learning. I just I think the shaming culture is really what I'm not vibing with, especially on Instagram.
0: Oh, completely agree with you. And I deal with it all the time with the shaming and the constant and it's like crazy because again, people feel like they could just say whatever they want to say, especially because it's online and it's like I think about it and I'm like, if you saw me in real life in person, chances are you wouldn't have the balls to say that to me. I mean, there are a few people who have said things they shouldn't say and shame me in person. And you know what? It wasn't nice, but at least you shamed me to my face. But the Instagram, like I completely agree with you. It's like quit shaming. I mean, mom shaming in general is horrible, but it's like just in general, stop shaming people. Like, why is it okay just because people put themselves out on social media to shame them and make them feel bad? Like that's not, that's not right. And really that's not what you know, social media and Instagram was made for. It was a place to connect and a place to share. So, you know, it's like the shaming in general is just awful.
1: I know it's, it's just one of those things where I feel like the trolls will always find a way. And it's interesting. Most of the stuff doesn't bother me because I know I've told this to you, but a lot of people will comment on my crooked bottom teeth because, you know, silly old me didn't listen to my mom and I didn't wear my retainer. So my bottom teeth went back to being crooked. And the thing is, I don't really care about that, but someone else is telling me about that every day. Like, I don't know. And I'm like, yeah, I know, but I don't want to fix it right now. So I don't think you should really care about that. And it's just the fact that they're saying that to me, I've, again, it's something that you learn over time, but I just know that they're unhappy with themselves. They're having a bad day, whatever it is. And they're taking it out on me because I'm in their face and they're watching my stories for some unknown reason. If my bottom teeth really, you know, bother them that much. So it's just displaced anger or displaced um, lack of confidence or whatever issues they're having. They're kind of putting on you. So it it does really take a long time to get there because some of the nasty comments that I got in the beginning, I was like, I don't even want to get out of bed today. Like, you know, they really affected me now. I'm like, okay, come at me. What you got?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, 100%. No. And good for you for, you know, sharing that and saying that because I think that again, You know, you have to live your life for you, like you said, and you have to be happy with everything with you. And yes, you want to share and be vulnerable, but you can't let it necessarily affect your everyday life. And I've had to go through the same thing between like my body and this, that, and the whole thing. And so I completely understand. And by the way, I am on you with that team of the crooked bottom teeth because- i um i didn't have a retainer i actually my dentist told me when i was young my, that my teeth were going to straighten out because like the way mine were coming in they were like oh she won't need braces no big deal and my mom and i always joke now and like laugh they're like oh i should have done braces when i was younger we talked about it but we didn't think i needed it and now i have like that little bit of crookedness on bottom and i've thought about correcting it so many times and like i've had moments but i'm like no nah, it's fine whatever but then when someone points it out i totally get it and again it's someone pointing out your insecurities because they can't handle their insecurities. So it's, you know, um, and that's just, you know, that's just how it is. So, I mean, is there anything else that you'd want to share as far as like your, you know, uh, influence online or that you would want people to know about you? Like when they go check
1: you out and everything. I think the biggest thing about my feed is that I never want someone to leave feeling Worse about themselves the goal is to really motivate inspire respond have a conversation about whatever it is that i've posted about that day and it's to make you feel good and like you're not alone in your thoughts and i always like to be sassy and just kind of funny i can be funny occasionally um, people really um, they told me that they missed my old snapchat rants because i used to be a hoot on snapchat before instagram kind of took over that too but um, I think there's just, it's lighthearted, it's fun, it's casual, conversational, we're not getting serious, and I just want to keep it uh, a, a space where there is not all this negativity, and that's kind of what I've really strived to do over the past few years, is just make people feel better and good about themselves and their day.
0: Right, absolutely. I I love that. I think that's a great takeaway and a great message. And, you know, I I appreciate you sharing that. And as an influencer, being so real about the space, because again, I think it's all um, smoke and mirrors and people don't realize that. And it's good to hear from someone, you know, of your status of influence and everything that you're doing, how important it is to really be honest about that and share that. And for people to know, like, it's totally like you know normal to have those feelings totally normal to you know share the way you share and feel the way you feel because at the end of the day we are all human
1: exactly I think that's what people forget so yeah we are both human and you know you and I we can uh keep sailing into the sunset with our crooked bottom teeth at least for good people <laughs>
0: Yes, exactly. You, you know, and you just keep doing right. And, you know, and, and I believe always when you give back, it comes back to you, you know, so you're, you're doing, you know, okay. all great good, good things. And, you know, I see that with you too. And, you know, I just, uh, thank you so much for sharing. And will you just
1: tell everyone where they can, uh, of course, find you and plug yourself? So you can find me pretty much all hours of the day on Instagram. It's attitude, A-D-A-A-T-U-D-E. And you can also find me on my blog, which is attitude.com, dot com dot com. Thank
0: you, awesome. Well, thank you so Thanks much for, for having Angela. me. This was great. I really appreciate it. And uh till next time, guys. Cheers. Bye.
1: Thanks for joining us on Strip Down with Allie Levine. If you want to continue the conversation with us, head on
0: over to Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. You can also see what she's up to at www.allielevine.com. Until next time, cheers. Hi loves, it's Allie Levine. I just wanted to take a minute to say thank you so much for listening to Strip Down and being a part of this new journey for me. It has truly been incredible to see how many of you are already listening and leaving comments and subscribing and everything. This has been such a wild ride, and I'm really enjoying connecting with all of you and just getting real and raw and, you know, talking authentically. So I hope you are loving it. And if you are, please Connect with me, reach out to me on social media. Let me know what inspires you, what empowers you, what maybe makes you feel vulnerable, all of it. I want to hear it all. And please just, you know, message me and say hi and connect with me. I love connecting with all of y'all. So please, please do. And if you have any suggestions, feedback, ideas for guests, all of it, I'm here for it. So again, thank you so much for listening to Strip Down. So many amazing more episodes and shows to come. And if you guys have a minute, please leave me a five-star review. It would mean so much to me. And thanks again for listening, guys.